Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Brian Jones isn't here with us. He is down in Atlanta. Na, na, na. Good morning, Brian. How are you? I am outstanding. Still full of bacon and crab cakes and steak from Bones dinner last night. But all is well, my man. Wow. Bacon and crab cakes? Is that what I heard? All that good stuff. Yeah, they walk around the room. We first arrived there at Bones, and they serve these these whores d'oeuvres. Uh, regular folks call them hors d'oeuvres, and it, it, it consists of bacon and, and shrimp and crab cake, and, and it's more crab than cake. Matter of fact, there's no cake. They just give you lumps of crab, and then you get a big old steak and Everything that comes with that, like mushrooms and asparagus and broccoli and mashed potatoes. Wow. And then some good old key lime pie to top it off at the end of the night. Unbelievable. That sounds yeah. delicious. I have a quick food anecdote as well um, to try to match yours. So uh, yesterday, take a nap. I have, uh, get a text from my wife while I'm napping, and it says, you have a surprise down here for you when you wake up. Mm. And I said, what, what the hell is this? So I go downstairs. What do I see? A package of Pramani Brothers sandwiches that was shipped to me from Pittsburgh. Aha! And I'm thinking, what in the hell is going on? And it was a friend of mine from Pittsburgh congratulating me on a bunch of stuff that's going on. And I uh, I had Pramani's for dinner last night. Fresh. It was delicious. Unbelievable. I was just in Pittsburgh for a week. Didn't have a Permani sandwich. Come back to Long Island and have a Permani sandwich. Oh, the irony. I've but, seen uh, those on uh, one of those food shows, and they're pretty popular. Oh, yeah. No, they they, they are. I mean, there's there's uh, it's a very unique taste. Um, but, yes, anytime someone sends you, like, they think about you and say, you know, i got to send this guy something. It ends up being a giant sandwich. I mean, that was pretty much on brand well, for me. you have great friends. Good I for do. you, because my friends always want me to send them something. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, I think that's going to change for me as well. <laughs> um, all right, so... Uh, We have some college football stuff to talk about. We're not going to get right into championship weekend. We're going to talk about those games coming up. But Let's start looking at flight plans. How about that? First of all, I didn't know that FlightAware had the private jets on there too yeah man you so, could uh, i mean this has been going on for some time now when you have uh the the chairs that are, are being rearranged as far as college football coaches are concerned everyone checking out tail numbers and things of that nature yeah so there's a um there's a flight that's that's leaving tallahassee <laughs> and going to college station basically to a couple of small airports um and it's leaving at 4:45 in the morning it already did leave and then it comes back at midnight uh tonight i guess um because there's got to be a game that's coached presumably by Jimbo Fisher uh, tomorrow so i mean it's like a, a bizarre thing but flight aware and everybody's assuming it is Jimbo and these rumors are heating up now and even the reports out there that people would be shocked if Jimbo Fisher didn't take 
this Texas A&M job. I even saw a report out there that they are preparing to give Jimbo 10 years mm-hmm. at $7 million per. How about that? No, don't to- change him. For se- 7.5. Oh, excuse me. So <laughs> 7.5. I mean, so, I mean, I don't even know what to say about this, but that's a that's the type of job security and money that I guess you'd leave that job for. Well, 10 years, $7.5 million, and they have that and, and more than that. They're at Texas A&M. We've been discussing which is the best job still remaining, and, of course, it, it, I've been saying it's Texas A&M with all the resources they have there. You look at their board of regents and the money of ca- amount of cash they have amassed, and one of the guys who came out early this year and went after uh, Kevin Sumlin, he's the guy we talked about that just purchased a tank. That's what, That's when you know you have oh, too much that's money. Right. Yeah, you that don't know guy. what toys to buy, so you go buy a tank. Yep. I mean, it's and have a tiger drive it. Yeah, exactly. And and, and so uh, this is interesting, and it looks like it's going to happen. And and Jimbo Fisher has been urged by uh, many there, uh, the brass at Florida State, to come out and and proclaim he's going to stay or he's leaving. And I I think he's out, or he would have adhered to those uh, those uh, those asks, uh, and and he did not. And I, I think he's he's on his way out. And it's interesting because his name was associated with the opening at LSU a season ago. That was the first call they made. Uh, that he, uh, It was to Jimbo Fisher, and, and I just think with all the turmoil there in LSU in, in, in terms of the golfers, uh, that state, not just that football program, which is a public institution, had some difficulties financially, and so he decided to stay at FSU, and they, they've had a bad season. You can point to DeAndre Francois, the quarterback being hurt at the beginning of the season, but their offensive line has not played well the last few seasons. I thought they would get right this year. That didn't transpire. Now A&M comes a-calling, and they have plenty of money to boot. And, and, and so uh, I think he's going to entertain it. I think he has entertained it. I think he's leaving it. And, and not only are they tracking that plane, Geo, but there was another uh, uh, report about a G7. They're bringing in the big guys. Bring in the G7. Those twin prop wow. planes. We want a G7 for Jimbo. We're going to give him you know, $75 million. Let's get him a big boy plane. Unbelievable. Unbelievable that they have this type of cash. Uh, we all know it, but then when you start to see the muscles get flexed, uh, you really are in awe. And, I mean, I guess that guy that said, where's the loyalty in that coach's show, he still should have never been pushed out no or way. physically thrown out of the room. That's ridiculous. But uh, his question is is a pretty legitimate question at this point because you think about, all right, you got one bad year here. In the last few, you're probably going to have to get rid of some assistance that you don't want to. Then all this money is coming your way from Texas A&M. It's going to be difficult. You can really make the argument it's going to be much more difficult to win at Texas A&M than it is at Florida State. Now, where Where is that loyalty after a bad year? I mean, is it all about the money? I mean, is it really all about that for Jimbo? There, I don't believe it's all about the money. I, I believe he is not really getting along with the AD there. Stan Wilcox played basketball at Notre Dame, has been at Duke, and he just sees running the program a little differently than how Jimbo sees. And, and you can, so why is it, he winning, you, though? You can insert APR into that as well. Here's a guy who wants to be strict and, and, and play straight down the middle. 
middle as far as the academics and, you know, Jimbo and others in the athletic program may see it uh, a different manner, in a different manner. So that's why there's been a little rift there. Uh, and, and you're right. Uh, you go to Texas a and you're jumping into the deep end of the pool, but you can't be afraid of that. You, you want competition. You understand Alabama's sitting there and you, you got LSU as well. But uh, that's why he's being paid so handsomely if he accepts this offer to go there and get them past that eight win threshold, get them into the double digits each and every year. Kevin Sumlin accomplished that one season, and, and, and so they want to be there all the time, and that's why you pay someone like Jimbo Fisher that amount of money to see if he can come in and accomplish that. Yeah, for all the talk that we have, and we bring up how the football program drives everything, and getting a big coach is the most important thing, uh, you would think that someone over there at Florida State, if there was a rift between the AD and the coach, that they would look at this and say, okay, we got to make sure that Jimbo wins that and stays. I mean, isn't that more important than anything else that's happening there at Florida State Athletic? They're going to let maybe a disagreement or five between those two guys end up meaning that they have to look for a new head coach who just won a national championship not that long ago? Well, at, at some point, you know, you, you might just say, let's just wipe our hands of this and, and move on. There's no way we're going to match that type of offer. And and, and so I, this has been going on, uh, ongoing for, for some time, and, and, and it's, it's probably become exhausting uh, to those involved. And they feel like, okay, Jimbo's great run, eight years. You won 83 ball games and, and only lost 23. You brought us a national title. Uh, We appreciate that, but uh, we don't foresee you having a a Bobby Bowden-type run here where you you last about 30-some years. Uh, So uh, good luck to you, and we'll see you down the road. And there's some others who who could be at the top of the list that we we, we covet. And and Willie Taggart is being one. That's why Oregon just extended him a $20 million uh, extension. Uh, So uh, we'll see how, how everything falls into place, but you know, eight years is a long time, and, and maybe Jimbo, maybe he wants to go to greener pastures and see now if he can lick the SEC West. Yeah, I mean, I just I find it hard to believe that a guy who's won a national title for you that people are going to say, you know, eight years here is a long time because it's going to be tough to be able to bring in a coach that you're going to feel better about than Jimbo Fisher or even close to as good about as Jimbo Fisher. I think what... What happened clearly is that Texas A&M came in at a time where Jimbo was looking around and going, you know, maybe there is a place that's better for me. And they have more resources and they have money that that other jobs that are open don't have, other places that have jobs open don't have. And and Florida State's like, sorry. I mean, just we can't. I mean, this is insanity. Ten years for $75 million. We don't have that. I would really hope that the – the brass of Florida State's not like, okay, see ya. I mean, maybe that's the spin they're putting on it, but you know how hard it is to find a guy that can win a national title as a head coach in college football. They have one. This has to be devastating for them well, that he has right. decided to leave. And even if you do decide to part ways, it still hurts. There's, it stings. Uh, but you know it's, it's the best move uh, at that moment. This is what we need to do. And you're right as far as the pain of trying to match that type of offer. There's no way they're going to match what Texas A&M can put on the table. Their facilities are not going to match what Texas A&M has been able to do with that stadium and 
and, and, and the facility there and all this under the guise of, of Kevin Sumlin uh, and his tenure. So uh, while they've upgraded things there in Tallahassee, it can't compare to what A&M has been doing and will continue to do, especially if they bring Jimbo Fisher in there. Now this renews that program, re-energizes that program at Texas A&M. Everyone will get behind Jimbo Fisher, and they will hope that he can now lick uh, the, 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 the king over there in the, in the West, which is Alabama. They've only done it once, and, and that was with, with Kevin Sumlin his first year in Johnny Menzel. So, uh, yeah, you're right. There's going to be some pain uh, during this separation, but it is what it is. And, and this is big-time college football, man. It's, it's, a, it's amazing uh, the amount of money that's generated. You'll look at this playoff, and I was with the Dr. Pepper guys last night, and, and you know, they're, they're upwards of generating upwards of a billion dollars almost just with a 14 playoff. And just imagine if they expand this bad boy. And it, 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 the money that is out there and associated with this sport is, is eye-popping. Yeah, and it uh, never ceases to amaze me. And I, I will give Jimbo Fisher credit, even though I shouldn't because of the money that he's getting paid and the job security he has and probably has a uh, ridiculous buyout to go with his average annual salary that is just astronomical but you know there's a lot of guys that don't want to as you say jump into the deep end of the pool that are in a situation where hey look i won a national title here in the acc you know why am i going to go over there and have to lock horns with nick saban uh when i can sit here and maybe schedule him in a non-conference game occasionally yeah uh so the fact that he's saying yeah let's go i think i can do that is is something I will give him credit for, even though seven and a half million dollars per year is uh, is an easy way to put salve on that wound if he if it is opened up by Alabama and never closed. Oh, of course, man! You look at that type of money. How old is Jimbo? Jimbo's got to be what late fifties, possibly, uh, and, and uh, that's one hell of a contract. I mean, that contract is better than pretty much every contract at the NFL level. Fifty-two. Isn't it? Is he just 52? He yeah. just looks older. My bad, Jimbo. 52. 52. Yeah. You know, that's still relatively young. And, and uh, you know, go down with that, that drawl of his and, and speak their language in, in College Station. And I actually think it's it's going to be a good fit. Uh, unfortunately, you know, for a Longhorn sitting here, I, I think it will be a great fit. And, and uh, he will be able to compete. And he's a hell of a recruiter, always has been. Now, uh, he's this all this news and is hurting FSU. And, and they've had a number of guys deep commit uh, currently, so we'll see whoever they tag, and it may be Willie Taggart uh, to, to replace Jimbo Fisher if he can now uh, get those guys to come back into the fold, but uh, I, I think this is going to be excellent for the SEC West and to bring a lot more drama if they didn't have enough uh, to that division. Yeah, and Jimbo's going to look a little foolish for chastising the fans for supporting the the players and you have to support us through everything and ups and downs and this and that and, and you know don't boo the guys and be there for us and then uh, bolting at the end of this terrible year. You know year. what, G? I don't see it that way because uh, you understand this is a business and it's it's a big business and you know I don't know and, and only Jimbo can speak to this how he's been feeling. Uh, you know, did he did he have a change of heart once uh, the heat was on and, and and I haven't seen or heard anyone really chastising or blaming Jimbo. Bo Fisher on this lackadaisical season. They understand you lose your quarterback, that's fine, but you should have had enough other pieces in place to where you didn't have a season where you're sitting here fighting to get to a bowl game.
game, uh, sitting at five and six. And I would have thought they had enough pieces. They've recruited well there where they could have picked up the pieces from losing uh, their star quarterback, but that didn't transpire. Uh, that being said, you know, people are asking, where's the loyalty? There's no loyalty in this game. We know that. There's no damn loyalty. There's no loyalty to the players on the field. There's no loyalty to coaches. Uh, that, that you can you extract that from the conversation. There's no loyalty. We know we don't have it at the pro level, you, and you, you're seeing you don't have it always at the collegiate level. So we have exclusive audio here of what Dave Doran said to Tennessee. You want <laughs> you, you, read, you ready to wait, hear it? Wait, only on Gio and Jones we were able to get this right. Right, only this on Gio and Jones. Breaking news. Yeah, this this is this is what Dave Doran said to Tennessee. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. I think I've heard that before. Yeah, you have. Yeah. And uh, it's not it's what he said to Tennessee, but that wasn't the exclusive audio. That was Dave Doran on our show saying, No, my nickname isn't Dave Doe to Brian Jones. So he says no. He gets some more money from NC State, and now the search turns to uh. the aforementioned Kevin Sumlin and Mike Leach. Oh, wow. Who I brought up the other day, and you said no way at that point because of the other guys that were on that list. Out of those two guys, I can't believe we're sitting here talking about Kevin Sumlin and Mike Leach now going to Tennessee. Out of those two guys, who's the better fit? Well, there's a backstory to Kevin Sumlin. Uh, When he was at Houston and and he was a high coach on the map before taking the the A&M job, uh, Tennessee did reach out to him, and it was more of a token deal, and they put that out there in the ether and all that. But And and he shared with me personally, I went there to to Houston, the University of Houston, to interview him, that they just played him. And and so it was a bull dookie uh, play by Tennessee and the former AD at the time, and and now to, to for his name to surface in conjunction with the opening uh, is kind of comical. And, and I don't know how serious John Curry is at this point. He probably is serious because everyone is uh, saying no to him at this point, and he looks like a, really a fool. And it's going to be difficult, I would think, for him to even maintain his employment the way this whole process has has uh, worked out for him. Or, or hasn't worked out for him, I should say. So, uh, you know, Mike Leach, I, I don't see that being a fit, but maybe, uh, you, you know, they want to bring him in. It's probably going to take a couple of years. They don't run the type of offense. They haven't recruited the type of uh, players he wants to run his air raid offense. Kevin Sumlin uh, be a more seamless transition, uh, considering what he has done there at Texas a but what he employed from an offensive standpoint. But uh, I, I don't know where Tennessee turns at, at this point. Uh, well, I do, but they're not. It's obviously obvious they don't want to go that route and that's T. Martin uh, so we'll just see how this thing shakes out but it is a huge mess at this point. They just like they're groveling now. They're just begging. I mean, come on really Tennessee? Yeah and you mentioned John Curry and his job security uh, to me after the Shiano debacle he should have been gone at that moment I and I know that you have to work fast in these situations but there has to be someone else around that could have led that search better than what's going on here. And John Curry is proving that once again. And I bet you that the fact that Curry is still there talking to these people might be part of the reason why these guys are saying no, being like, I want no part of you. (laughs) I don't want any part of this. This is the biggest mess I've seen in a long time. So it's embarrassing for them. And maybe they uh, miraculously fall into a good coach here. And then it would be pure luck at this point because the process they have gone through is is flat-out disgusting and could be 
the worst <laughs> coaching search in the history of coaching searches. Listen, at least they're involving Coach Fulmer. He wasn't involved uh, previously with the uh, Greg Schiano uh, fiasco, but at least they now have him involved in the process. Should have done that a long time ago. Now I'm hearing names like Les Miles, and of course Les Miles is interested uh, in the gig, and, and and Kevin Steele, who is the Auburn defensive coordinator, has done a great job as a coordinator there, and has been a head coach previously at, at Baylor. That didn't go so well for him. And actually, as a coordinator, it hadn't gone so well for him until here recently there at, at, at Auburn. So uh, they're just digging for everybody, man. It, it is unreal, and I just can't believe uh, why T. Martin is not on their radar. Uh, and and so uh, who knows where this thing goes next. Uh, they, they may call Gio and Jones and ask us if we want to coach, man. <laughs> well... I mean, you have the credentials to do so. Me, not so much. Well, but. I, 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 I would say I'm just a tick below Herm Edwards. And, so, and, and so I know well, they're getting enough. some blowback there now yeah. with that. So I wonder if that even ends up going through. I know enough good coaches. I could, I could put together a damn good staff. I know that. Oh. I promise you that. All right. You know what? Coming up next, we'll put together Brian's staff. We will uh, we'll figure out exactly who would be on that staff because that'll be fun. If you want to talk some college football, head coaching, carousel stuff, the number, as always, 855-212-4CBS. Jimbo to Texas A&M. Will that happen? How will Florida State replace him? If it does, 855-212-4227. And we also have, coming up next, Earthquakes and Tinder. Keep it right here. Give us a call right now. 855-212-4CBS. You're lucky that you're not here because there's been a lot of stuff that's been going on around the city since you left. Uh, this morning we have this, and I'm not even sure what it is, Calhoun. Well, you were outside bogus. Did you get anything ha, from good Calhoun? Good question, Greg. Um, yeah. No. <laughs> you didn't understand what he said? I did not. Um, I, after good morning, ladies and gentlemen, uh, after that, it was nothing, nothing. Yeah. All right. So, uh, we don't know what's happening, but it could be serious. It might not be serious. It could very well be serious. I mean, we don't know. There's eight people outside in our two bullpens between us and WFAN and between the announcement and the alarm and the seizure inducing strobe light. <laughs> Nobody moved. Yeah, so of if we not. are dying, right? Meh. Well, that's the one thing that scares me about this. We're on the tenth floor of this building. I don't like that. If there was ever an emergency, because you don't know what, how to get out. What's the? I don't even know if there's a staircase. There are staircases, and I, like I could get out if I knew I had to get out. Yeah, but I don't know that I have to get out because of Mr. Calhoun. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Calhoun is right. Yeah, I wonder if there's a door somewhere that says Ten Tashui on it. <laughs> and then we're like, aha, this is what we have to do. Now it makes sense. We have to uh, use... Ten Tashui CBS. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, that was the last time he made an announcement right there, so... Good luck. And the other thing you missed yesterday, Brian, was the earthquake. What? There was an earthquake that emanated from Dover and was felt all the way up here Oh wow! in New York City. Well, I'm glad I missed that. I've been in a few having lived out in Los Angeles, uh, so uh, I know what they feel like. And did you guys actually feel it? I didn't. I mean, I live so far east down on Long Island when it happened. I didn't feel any impact, and I think it was just certain parts of the city. But I don't believe any of you guys did, did you? No. Anybody feel the earthquake? Did no. not. What did it register on the Richter scale? I believe it was 4.4. Ah. So, 
Okay. Oof. Yeah, oof. oof. Yeah, oof. I remember the first one I experienced. I'm a freshman at UCLA sleeping, and the wall hit me. Really? And, uh, yeah. And then the second one, we were just sitting there in, in, in uh, they call them suites, uh, there on campus and watching television, and boom, everything started shaking. Yeah. So, well, those yeah. are some real serious earthquakes. I mean, the ones that yeah. occasionally hit the East Coast are just sort of. Well, you're not even supposed to have them on the East Coast. Yeah, but they're blaming it on the fracking, right? Um, I'm not sure about that, but that does make sense. There was one a few years back. I remember in Pittsburgh that was wide ranging. Yeah, there was that, one here like six years ago. Yeah, that's that what I, it was. That, yeah. I felt that one. Right, and that area. people felt it everywhere. Yeah, yeah. in D.C. and in Virginia. I mean, everywhere, all, all the way out in Pittsburgh too. I remember. The guy that you, the station you're at this morning, I, I think it's the station you're at, the PD there, Terry Fox, who was yep. my my PD in Pittsburgh, he sprinted out of the building when he felt a little bit of shaking, just totally sprinted out. He was the only one that left. He broke it to his 40 time and then just stood in the parking lot by himself, just looking up at the building, like waiting for it to collapse. I think that he had spent some time in California, so he was just sort of uh-huh. yeah. But everybody, he knew the protocol. Yeah, everybody else is like, "What? What's going on here?" He's just <laughs> running down the hall in his suit. <laughs> Where are you going, man? So, You'll um, know once the ceiling flattens you. It's <laughs> just great, like a great leadership. Uh, <laughs> Who's coming with me? <laughs> well, where are you going first? <laughs> this is amazing. Uh, okay, uh, who's going to be on your coaching staff, Brian? Wait, hold on. Do you let Bogus do his deal? I got one position I need to fill. Okay. Finish. All right. I got, all right. I, 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 I've got everybody in place, even my football operations guy. I just got to. I, I haven't pegged my O line coach yet. <clears throat> oh, okay. I can yeah. give you a good one for that. I is got that right? I got I got one for that. If you can't come up with a good let one, me, I, let me hear who you have first. All right, I may agree. Uh, his, his name is Joe Huber, and yeah. and I uh, I know him well. He coached with the Minnesota Vikings. He was also at Pitt, and I developed a friendship with him. Yeah. And I think he's a tremendous coach, and I believe he's available right now. I think I got to look that up. Um, but uh, a great recruiter too. So I believe Aaron Taylor has mentioned him before. So if you can't think anybody else. Think about my man Joe Huber, right? And 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 spell the last name H U. Uh, it's either yeah, it's it's there's or a U E B R. Yeah, it's, I think it's H U E. H U E B R. Let me see. Da-da. Yeah, I think yeah. he may be with the Packers. There he is. Is he with the Packers? No, he's got a son that also coaches. So you okay. got to be careful with that. Oh, okay, maybe. Um, it's don't confuse your Hubers. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's his, that's his son who's with the Packers. So the, yeah, I've the, heard that name before. I believe AT has mentioned him. All right, so uh, finish out that staff, and right. uh, we'll, that's the we'll, only one I'm waiting on. I got to, I got to get that one, and then we're golden, baby. Tennessee gonna come a call it. <laughs> right, uh, go ahead there, Bogus. Well, guys, for the first time in franchise history, the Cowboys have been held to single digits in three straight games. The futility ended with Washington in town for Thursday night football. Fourth and seven, and Tress Way punts it away. Ryan Switzer on the back pedal takes it at the 17, up to the 25, right into the middle of the field, to the 40, broke the tackle, Switzer to the 50, this might be the one for Switzer, to the 20, to the 10, Ryan Switzer with a somersault into the end zone, 83-yard punt return for a touchdown. I'm sorry to interrupt Bogus in the update, but the son is Joe, the father is Jim. 
So I screwed that up. I'm talking about how much of a friend he is of mine, and I'm yeah. not getting his name wrong. Don't it's, even know your friend's name. I don't even know. I got confused. So I well, I knew both of them, but I knew Jim better, and for some reason went with the son. It's Jim Huber is the dad who's the offensive line coach. So I apologize to Jim and everybody else and Bogish for interrupting interrupting the update. So uh, what happened there? Remember that time you called me a simpleton? Uh, yeah, yeah. I do. Oh, yeah. No, no, it was simple-minded. Simple-minded, yeah. All, wasn't, wasn't, all of your wasn't, friends. Wasn't Same a simpleton, thing. yeah. They call me Andre Well, you know, when Bogish. you've got so many friends, that's, it's hard to keep up with all of them. Right. That's, that's, that's the problem. And their sons, it's next-generation stuff now. You know, you lived in multiple <laughs> places, and you've got people like you in multiple places. It's very right. hard to keep up with all of them. Uh, that was Brad Sham, by the way, on Cowboys Radio, calling Switzer's 83-yard sojourn, which gave Dallas a 17 17- Nothing lead in the second quarter. It was 38-14 after four quarters. That snaps the boys' three-game skid. The victory also keeps the Eagles from clinching the NFC East. They can do it themselves Sunday night in Seattle. Back in Dallas, Dak Prescott got a pair of touchdown passes last night despite hurting his right hand in the second quarter. He didn't miss a play, though, because Switzer's return kept the Cowboy offense on the sideline. Washington QB Kirk Cousins finishing at minus one. Two touchdown passes, three turnovers. Mike Leach, it is your turn to get wooed by Tennessee. The Washington State head coach and Vols AD John Curry reportedly met in L.A. yesterday, but then Leach returned to Pullman. Former A&M coach Kevin Sumlin also linked to Nashville yesterday, or to Knoxville yesterday uh, because the Vols were turned down by their eighth choice. NC State's uh, Dave Doerr and the assumption strengthening in Tallahassee that Jimbo Fisher will leave for the Aggies. The A&M Board of Regents met last night to approve the pursuit of an unnamed Sumlin's replacement. The Utah Jazz, the latest to smack the Clippers. Pushes ahead to O'Neal, three on one break, back to Donovan. He's going up to the top floor and ringing the bell with a right hand hammer. Woo! The boy can fly like on a ride at Disneyland. Whoa. David Locke, Jeez. Jazz Love Radio. It. The boy can fly like a ride at Disneyland. Rookie Donovan Mitchell, 24 <laughs> points and six assists, 28 off the bench you from simple-minded. Alec Burks. <laughs> In a 126-107 win at Staples, the Clippers now 8-12. Ten straight wins for the Cavaliers, 121-114 in Atlanta. The Bucks beat the Blazers, 103-91 in the Celtics. Down the Sixers, 108-97. College hoops, Michigan State dumped Notre Dame, 81-63 in a meeting of top five teams, while number 19, West Virginia, Pounded NJIT 102.69. And Tiger Woods returned to tournament golf with a 3 under 69. If you know what I mean. <laughs> Tommy Fleetwood leads after round one of the Hero World Challenge in the Bahamas at 6 under. Boys? All right, Bogus, thanks. So, uh, Jim Huber, great resume. He was the offensive line coach at Wisconsin for 11 yep. seasons, running back coach, he was assistant head coach and offensive coordinator at Minnesota for three seasons. Uh, prior to that, he was five seasons of the offensive line coach. He went to Pitt, as I mentioned. He was also in the NFL with the Minnesota Vikings as an offensive line coach. He's a little bit older now. He's on the older side, but uh, but hey, how old is he? Uh, I don't know, uh, but it's probably I would say sixty-five. Okay. But uh, that's not old. That's the new 55. Yeah, no, I know. I'm just yeah. saying for coaching, it's a grind. You know, I it's definitely you. a grind. So. Um, but uh, I can't. Well, you know what? It's actually older than that. Oh, I think he might be early seventies now. Early seventies. Yeah. Damn, well, well maybe he's a good transitional guy. He's got a long career, to... huh? He says the long career. Now he's, he's currently currently unemployed, or maybe he's retired. I don't know. 
But uh, he's, you're not helping with my coaching search. He's he's available and he's got a lot of experience, and I know he's he would do great. So okay. So if you want to go with him, you can. If you don't, I understand. All right. Well, let's hold off on O line for now. Okay. But that's a, a very important piece to this, and we'll, we'll plug him in because I, I I'm drawing a blank on this. All O line guys I know are uh, that I really covet are old, and 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 and, and the rest of them are, are still in coaching pro ball. All right, so. good. Jim Huber's in offensive line coach. Right, Maybe we'll get him on the phone in. today. Him in right all right, now, all right. Jim Huber's in. All right, Huber. all right, all right. Cool. We're set, baby. Okay. So who else you got? Here we go. Tennessee, are you listening? <laughs> and by the way, for people who don't know and might have missed the first segment, since Tennessee's having such a tough time finding a coach, Brian is throwing his hat in the ring, yeah. uh, even though he is black and does not feel good about those prospects. But he's throwing his hat in the ring, and he's putting together a staff because, of course, he doesn't have a lot of head coaching experience or Mm-mm. coaching experience at all. So he was, he's putting together a great staff through his the people that he knows in yeah. college football. So here and, is the pitch to Tennessee. And, and don't be surprised. The majority of them are black. <laughs> <laughs> so Tennessee, we about to change that orange, baby. Uh-huh. Uh, of course, I'm going to be the HC, right? Yeah, you're I'm the, the HC. head coach. All yep. right. All right, now I've got an associate head coach in Jerry Gray, and he's going to coach my secondary, Jerry Gray. Two-time All-American, All-Pro at the NFL at two positions, safety and cornerback. Currently the uh, secondary coach for the Minnesota Vikings. has been a defensive coordinator at the collegiate level, and he's one hell of a coach. So he's my associate head coach. Okay. My assistant head coach is currently an associate head coach <laughs> for the Green Bay Packers. Okay. That's Winston Moss, All one right. hell of a linebacker for the, the U, back when it was the U, and it is now back being the U and played a long time in the NFL. He actually played a game with a broken neck. That's how tough Winston Moss is. My defensive coordinator is a former teammate of mine at the University of Texas, current defensive coordinator at SMU. His name is Van Malone. All right, defensive line coach Oscar Giles, another former teammate at the University of Texas, longtime NCAA Big-time football defensive line coach. Second stint currently at the University of Texas. His alma mater has been in Texas. He played with the Falcons for a short stint. He's coached at Louisiana Tech. He coached at Houston. He and Tom Herman were actually GAs way back in the early 2000s on Mac Brown's staff. How about that? Yeah. My linebacker coach, you guys remember him, St. Louis Rams fans remember him. Pittsburgh, he actually ended his career, I believe, in Pittsburgh. Mike Jones. Oh, Mike Jones. Played linebacker with me with the L.A. Raiders. Made that game-winning Super Bowl. Great for recruiting. Yes, but versus the Tennessee Titans. He's my linebacker coach. All right, O-line, Jim Huebner, of course. We got to put him in there, right? Yeah, he's in there. We love him. Now, now my O.C., my offensive coordinator, Tennessee, won of the best ever to suit up there at the University of Tennessee, T. Bart. Oh, okay. Right? Get him in there. Got a got a street named out of it. Yeah, you God, know what you could do is, yeah. is you could go there, then get arrested, and then they'd have to hire T. Martin. There you boom. <laughs> See, there it is. That's what I had planned, man. Right, Come yeah, on, I'm yeah. gonna have problems, and then T. Martin seamlessly steps in. <laughs> there you go. Running back coach Randy Jordan, another former teammate with the Raiders, played at North Carolina. He knows the territory. He's currently the running backs coach for the Washington hated Redskins. Are you almost done? (laughs) I'm almost done. Wide receiver Reggie Moore, former teammate from UCLA, coached at UCLA, coached at North Dakota State or somewhere up there, and 
Tight ends coach Tim Brewster, he's on that Florida State staff, has coached at Texas, former head coach of University of Minnesota, probably going to go with Jimbo Fisher to Texas A&M. He's one hell of a recruiter. See, I got a white guy in there. That's my second white guy. <laughs> All right, uh, yeah. Uh, and, and my quarterback coach, come on, this is an easy one, right? It's got to be Rick Neuheisel. Oh, right? Three, white, three guys. white guys. Oh, yes. oh, wow. Special team coach. Here come another one. Bobby <laughs> April, one of my favorite special team coaches of all, for, uh, of all time. Bobby April, he's going to be my special team coach. Strength and conditioning, Jeff Mad Dog Mad. <laughs> Is that it? That's it. Right, oh, good. no, no, no. I got one more. Oh, Jesus. Head of football operations, Arthur Johnson. Currently <laughs> works in that capacity at the University of Texas. Has done it at his alma mater, University of Georgia. He knows the SEC. All right. Okay. Was... How, how difficult was that, man? <laughs> I was about uh, 10 minutes longer than I thought it would be. <laughs> That's a lot of coaches. Yeah, I know. I, know. I found that out the hard way. Uh, yeah. So, no, that's – listen. If Tennessee was listening, anybody at Tennessee was listening to that, that's a pretty good staff. And you even left off some of your friends that you might be able to get, like Anthony Lynn and Sean King. But, you know well, no, no, they're doing all right. Sean King, you're right. I left Sean off there, but uh, we're doing all right with this list, man. We would own the SEC. Nick Saban would be squirming he saw this <laughs> coaching staff. I'm just picturing you running out of the tunnel and the Tennessee <laughs> stuff as the head coach. With well, the hey, team. one UT to the other UT. <laughs> oh, man, you are really putting on this cell. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, honestly, where they're going with all these other coaches, you'd be cheaper than some of these guys, Hell too. yeah, I come real cheap. <laughs> You're right. This is amazing. Pay my staff. Send a, uh, an email to uh, someone over at Tennessee. People do that all the time. Like, yeah. when the jobs are open and they've got no shot at getting them, they'll send emails. So, uh, so Mike, you just say that uh, Brian is officially uh, available to be the head football coach. Will do. And, Give me uh, a call. And he's got a staff. All ready to go in place. We're coming right back. This is L.A. Chargers head coach Anthony Land, and you're listening to G.O. and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. After you named your entire coaching staff in our last segment, a caller called up and said to Mikey B that that segment will last longer than your entire coaching tenure if you got the job <laughs> at Tennessee. That is true, and I got two more. I forgot oh, two. Stop, no. Yes, no, no, man, come on. I got to get these are two uh-huh. crucial posts on the uh-huh. staff. Head of recruiting, my man Mike Haywood, he can uh-huh. sell ice to Eskimo, uh-huh. and the head of the Tennessee Hotties. You know you got to have those girls on campus uh-huh. to help with the recruiting, right? You know who's the head of the Tennessee Hotties? Miss Vicky. <laughs> You are unbelievable. Yes. Miss Vicky, who Ms. is Vicky. someone who works here yes. at the radio station. Okay. <laughs> well, I hope you don't have that button on your desk when you can. <laughs> no, office. man. We won't have anything like that going All on. All right. Okay. It's going to be right. an upstanding program. Come on. Are you crazy? All right. All right. Do you think that they'll allow you to to hire Mike Haywood there at Tennessee? They're Heck gonna yeah. Let, they're going to let that happen? Heck yeah, they're going to let that happen. Right. Tennessee paid him. They know they screwed up. They should have pumped the brakes. Pitt I mean, Tennessee, him. Pittsburgh. Yeah. Right, right. Well, you know how they are with rumors in the past with you. people. You know, we've already seen one of those. Yep. <laughs> All right. We've got some championship Saturday stuff to get to in about 10 minutes, but yeah, you know, I don't want to make a big deal about what happened last night on Thursday Night Football because I don't think either one of these teams are going to the playoffs, quite honestly. Now, and this was a better performance, a much better performance by the Dallas Cowboys. I think that you needed to see 
Dak Prescott play well without Ezekiel Elliott, and he did exactly that, even with that hand injury. Wow. Um, but, you know, being 6-6 six and six in the NFC right now and being as uh, disjunct as they have been offensively outside of last night, I mean, they're basically going to need to win every one of their games the rest of the way to get in. They've got to run the table in order to get in because you've got other teams as wild cards that you know, would very easily – you know, they could go three and three and get to ten and six, where you've got the Cowboys that need to go, you know, at this point four and oh. I mean six and oh to, to get to the ten and six. Well no, that math is terrible. You know what I mean. Did three and th- <laughs> they, that was terrible math, I realized it right away. They have to run the table where other teams right. only need to win uh three more games right. uh the rest of the way. I I would agree. I don't I don't think ninety seven gets you an invite. Ten and six is your best uh chance of, of getting into the second season and they need to bring that same effort and confidence they played with last night. And I, I look at their schedule and of course the Giants are up next. I, I think that's a a fifty fifty proposition. We'll see how these quarterbacks uh Geno and, and Davis Webb when he gets in there how they play but I give the Cowboys a chance to win that ball game. Uh then they have have, uh, Oakland, I had give them an opportunity to win that, even though that's on the road as well. Seattle comes to Dallas. That one scares me somewhat with the way Russell Wilson can run around and buy time. And of course, the Eagles uh, going there to end the season that scares me. Uh, so you know, will they need that game though at that point? Which right. is, that'll be well, interesting. We'll know a lot yeah. more. Uh, but I, you know, I think they can definitely get these next two. Uh, give them a fighting chance in those, and, and then the last two. You know, it, I, I, I don't think they'll be favored in. Of course, we'll see what the lay of the land is once they get past uh, these next two, if they are able to do that. And and then you have a better idea of what's needed to to, uh, advance to the playoffs. Yeah, there's just too many good teams. There's too many teams with too many wins. You know, the the Eagles, the Vikings, the Saints, the Panthers, the Falcons, the Rams, the Seahawks. Um, But stranger things have happened. And the Redskins last night, just a disgusting display in that first half. I mean, you have... The sack fumble from Kirk Cousins. You've got the drop pass from Crowder, which ends up being a pick. You got the fumble from Crowder. Uh, really just disgusting. And you got to give some credit to that uh, Cowboys defense. The pressure was on Cousins the entire night. But, I mean, they were just all over the place. There was another fumble at Crowder. Probably should have had. I mean, it was simultaneous that his butt hit the ground, and then he lost the football. They ended up reviewing it. But, I mean, he was about a millisecond away from having another lost fumble. Uh, just They went into that game just totally just dead. Yeah, well, he's had issues fumbling the ball here of late as uh, Jameson Crowder, and, and I'm glad the Cowboys were able to benefit from that. But I just thought they they came out with a very different energy, and then you've been whipped up upon like they have these last three ball games on the road at home. They've looked uh, just so out of sorts. Uh, I, I, I suspect that they would come out, especially taking on one of your rivals, that you'd come out and play much better. And and, and kudos to Dak Prescott. He's been taking the heat, and everyone's saying, uh, you know, he's a fraud. He can't do anything without Ezekiel. The guy gets that face mask right on the on his throwing hand, and and you know he's trying to hold it, keep the swelling down. He's not able to do that, but still goes out and and with the help of a running game uh, and big kudos to that offensive line that looked apart last night. He's able to get it done. And we have to mention how good Des Bryant was because all we've yeah. done is mention how poorly he's played right. this year, and uh, he was what he should be every night. <laughs> Last night, or at least uh, a version of that. And that was the first time we saw it in 2017. Coming up next, Championship Saturday Preview. 
big games, big talk, big predictions. Gio and Jones. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.